Well, hey, hey, hey. This is Dana Berg, Chief Operating Officer at SADA, coming today with another Cloud and Clear episode, one that I am uh, super excited about, largely because I get to interview uh, one of my newest leaders inside of SADA. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about uh, his role, but welcome, John Campbell. Thank you. To Cloud and Clear. Appreciate uh, it. John is our Vice President of Customer Success and Innovation. John, welcome. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I really uh, like your outfit as well. Yeah. <laughs> for those that are looking at the uh, video portion of this podcast, we, we just joined and we did not coordinate our... Uh, our, our, our wardrobe, but we are sporting the brand new, you can get it at your local department store, SADA <laughs> uh, fleece. And uh, yeah, uh, John was telling me it's pretty cold where he is. And so we're, we're, we're feeling very connected. That's right. That's right. It's our uniform. That's it. It is our uniform. It is our uniform. Well, John, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man, for, for coming. Um, the reason why I'm so excited to have this conversation today uh, on this episode, which is uh, all about customer success, what we see in the marketplace, the future. We're going to talk about your background. We're going to talk about what we're seeing in the Google ecosystem as it relates to caring for existing customers. Uh, hopefully, we'll dive in a little bit around what we see the future of customer success uh, in your view and some of the things that you're planning uh, not just at SADA, but also what you're seeing in generally the marketplace in the subscription yeah. side of the business. And um, it couldn't come at a better time. Um, you know, I was just, you know, listening to some of the, the Google presentations this morning and some of the sales kickoff uh, presentations that they were doing. And uh, uh, they, along with us, uh, are really emphasizing, okay, we do a lot of work up front to acquire new customers and we do a lot to deploy them with professional services. But what comes next? What comes next? Well, after the the, the sale, uh, and there's no question that the the way that we as an organization and any company really treats their existing customers is probably the biggest characteristic that defines them as an organization. And, and I'm very going to be very interested to hear how you think of that um, and and how you're planning. But before getting into that, as we always do, John. You know, please give the, the 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 listeners a background of who you are and a little bit of your story. You have one of the most interesting backstories out of anybody that we've hired, and please please give it to the to the listening crew. Yeah, sure. So uh, it all started in the year 1982. Um, so uh, now we'll we'll go a little bit faster than that. So uh, my my undergraduate degree is actually in atmospheric sciences. So that's my bachelor's degree is in atmospheric sciences. Uh, meaning uh, meteorology, basically. And so uh, for five years after college, I was a, a TV a meteorologist and reporter for TV stations in La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, and in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. So, uh, you know, very two very interesting spots from a from a weather perspective and a, and a weather nerd. So I uh, was, <laughs> was very, uh, very lucky to be in both those spots, you know, versus being somewhere in you know, Southern California, like yourself, uh, where it could just be exceedingly boring uh, to be um, to be in the weather. So, uh, so right. really, really lucky to be there. Uh, I also did news reporting as well. Um, but after doing it for so many years, and just like if you think about the hours those guys are working, it's not the best uh, best of the world. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, decided, you know, that I wanted to do something different. So, 
so but, but but wait you're you're, you're selling yourself short right. right so if you go onto youtube right now and search john campbell <laughs> everyone that's listening is going to be able to find your mug on tv doing the doing the we weather more, you have to be more specific so you want john campbell meteorologist so there's uh, a famous okay there's a famous john campbell in new zealand or australia that's a tv personality as well that's not me that's that's uh, not you okay not okay me. so 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 listen you know the joke is you you were doing cloud what well before yeah so that's my bad, bad doing... joke uh yeah i just switched clouds yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. There we go. Uh, good. So I was, I was good. actually I was a meteorologist and then moved uh, into the cloud world. Um, it wasn't like that wasn't my like uh, when I was doing meteorology. I wasn't like you know what I'm tired of this cloud. Got to move to the next one. So <laughs> like it just uh, I was lucky enough uh, to land where I was uh, uh, after meteorology. So uh, so my my wife uh, who's from San Antonio um uh, when she was done with school uh, with law school we decided to move to San Antonio. Um, and, uh, and moved down here, neither of us, uh, had jobs. So, uh, got down here and tried to figure out, uh, you know what I was going to do. I had started going to school, um, for an MBA, not because I like strongly desired to have an MBA, but I was trying to prove to people that I could do more than just, you know, be a, be a pretty, pretty face, uh, which, you know, I wasn't that good at doing that either, uh, on TV. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so anyways, was, was going to school to, for, for my MBA and, uh, and ended up, um, uh, in San Antonio and, uh, was lucky enough to get a job, uh, at a company called Rackspace, uh, which was, uh, you know, that was in 2009 and, um, and it was, uh, at that time, a, uh, you know, a really fast growing, um, managed, uh, hosting. So, uh, you know, hold, having our own data centers. Uh, and then we also had just started getting into something called cloud, um, uh, which, uh, we had just, uh, you know, recently launched, uh, there as well. So, um, so I, I started a job there was a, um, was a, um, uh, entry level account manager uh, for about 200 accounts, and from there just moved to to roll from roll. Prior to leaving, I was uh, running product uh, and service uh, running product, which was defining services like what customers would buy from uh, a reseller of uh, Amazon, Azure, and GCP. So we were doing all three of them, and I was trying to define the strategy and and how we would go out and uh, conquer the market, and what we would provide to customers, and and what customers would find valuable at that point. It's it's amazing. Um, I love the background, the diversity. Um, I and you know I I love your stories that you've been teaching me of your time at Rackspace. Uh, you know we we at Sada have always said that you know we we have we have a lot of great worthy rivals in the ecosystem, and and uh, Rackspace uh, has a a legacy over the many, many years that it's been around of uh, continually invent, reinventing themselves and doing some, some things very, very differently. And, yet, and, and we, we certainly have respected watching how Rackspace went from a very traditional managed service provider type of business into trying to figure out the, 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 the cloud world. And, and, uh, and that was one of the things that, you know, certainly I was uh, very excited about grabbing you to have you join <laughs> SADA because uh, I was so impressed by a lot of the things that, you know, they've done over the years. And, you know, not least of which is um, this kind of philosophy that, you know, in order to be very relevant, 
uh, in a managed service provider world or even in a public cloud world, there's actually a lot of things that you are not in control of because you're not now controlling the the tech stack per se in a cloud world. You're not controlling the R&D investments that are going in there. So what are you able to control? <laughs> what, what's uh, and, and so I'm assuming that led to certain things at Rackspace that, you know, is very pertinent to this conversation and customer success. So like when you think about that, how do you stay relevant in a cloud world as a managed service provider? Yeah, um, it's, it's hard. I, if you think about, you know, the interesting thing at Rackspace is when I started, it was mainly a managed hosting company with a small cloud. You know, uh, if you look at the evolution, it became very much focused, you know, launching OpenStack um, and uh, becoming a, a player in the public cloud space, um, you know, for a while being the, the number three cloud in, in the world. Um, and then uh, switching again to becoming a supporter of those and uh, really focusing back on the support message as well. Um, you know, <clears throat> the thing is, is like it's, uh, you know, every the, the pace of innovation, the pace of change, not of like our part. Uh, which is required, but of the customers is uh, is just monumental. So when I started, I had a book of business of, you know, 200, 300 customers. I was in that entry-level account manager role for about 18 months or so at the time. And I would say largely the way that customers were operating at the beginning uh, and they were operating 18 months later was basically the same. Like uh, the customers, you know, they were doing the same thing that they had done for, you know, a while and uh, it hadn't really shifted. You know, there was, of course, uh, a slower evolution, but man, you look at, uh, say like just the last two years and think about just how quickly stuff has changed, uh, in the last two years, the, the services introduced on part of all the big three cloud players, the, uh, the different ways of thinking and operating, whether it's, uh, you know, DevOps methodology or, uh, or, uh, you know, how you incorporate uh CICD pipeline to be, um, to, to be part of your, uh, part of your, your culture and, and how you operate as a, as a company. You know, I think there's, there's those things that, that are shifting and changing and then the underlying technology shifting and changing as well, uh, that just creates, uh, a need for, um, for someone that's supporting those customers to be able to keep pace. And that itself is just, uh, monumentally difficult not only keep pace, but also keep pace with each customer. So you have customers that um, are doing things largely the same as they were 18 months ago. And then other customers that they want to reinvent themselves every 18 months and they want your help doing it. Uh, and that really requires uh, us from a managed service provider and a services provider to really come in there and help them um, and and be be what both of those customers need because they're, they're both large. They're both, uh, you know, primary pieces of the market and you can't leave either one of them out of it uh, because if you do uh, you know uh, customers along the way will, will won't be getting the services won't be getting the things that they need uh, and if there's anything that's going to happen the pace of change and the acceleration and all that stuff that's happening it's not going to slow down it's only going to increase you know there's no there's no signs of that that pace changing uh, except only to increase at this point um, and if you think about the, the rapid innovation that you see uh, across amazon across um Azure and then across Google, uh, and I think especially Google over the course of the past two years, uh, it's just, you know, just massive. Uh, and uh, it requires us uh, to basically, you know, not end to end reinvent ourselves, but to continue to keep up uh, requires uh, a lot of training, hiring the right people, uh, getting the right people on the bus. Um, and, and to do that is, is, a, is a challenge uh, that, that we have to, to make sure we meet on a consistent basis. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, you have, uh, you mentioned hiring the right people. 
and, and hiring a lot of it. Uh, you, you actually have the badge of honor now as we go into the 2021 plan at SADA of having the most headcount in the 2021 plan. Yes. So, uh, 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 but it's you, you, still, you know, as a person improving my headcount, still half of what I originally requested. So that's true. That's true. I did push back a little bit on, on certain things, uh, but you have the lion's share. You yeah. have the lion's share. Our HR that's leader asked I'm... if I was trying to kill the rec- recruiting team. I wasn't. Uh, you know, I was just asking for anything and everything. So that's it. Right? We're we're going to give it to you. But you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, it's consistent with where our where we feel is the the need right now because you know Sada has thousands of customers. We need to make sure that there is no customer left behind. You run customer success and innovation, and and when I think about those words and in, in the future of and, and these, you know, the you know, customer success has been a kind of a buzzword for a, a while. It, it, it kind of onboarded with the introduction of subscription-based SaaS companies. Uh, it's somewhat been evolved over time, and and now customer sex success is being you know used. In, in lots of different businesses beyond, per se, just the traditional SaaS environment because uh, it's, it, it doesn't take a, an MBA to realize that, you know, you know, the cost of acquisition of customers is high, the, the cost of retaining them is generally lower, and, and to, 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 to continue to, to, to support customers is ultimately what amplifies your brand more than anything else. I know you know that. When, when you think about customer success and i think about this a lot you know we have customers that are signing very large commitments with google and they're betting the farm on you know uh you know driving workloads in the cloud in some cases a, a new platform a new modality than they've ever done before uh there's inherent fear there's inherent risk there's concerns um the world of managed services uh of you know having to patch you know servers and upgrade oss and things of that nature aren't quite the same things there now in the cloud there's a different set of concerns and so success in the cloud is different than what success was for a traditional managed service company is so like what are, what are those things that customers are are saying to themselves what are they worried about what are they expecting from you know, places like us and, you know, and other, you know, people in the, in the, in the ecosystem, what do they need real help with? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, as I said earlier, dependent on the customer. Like uh, if you look at how customers are operating uh, in the cloud, you get uh, the gamut of, of everything, right? You get customers that are looking to patch their servers and, you know, Mm -hmm. make sure there's antivirus installed and uh, make sure the OS is on the latest um, you know, the treating the, you know, to go back, to go back a few years in the analogy book, but treating them uh, as pets, uh, these, these virtual instances in, in, instead of cattle and, and how uh, other customers are, are thinking about them and treating them. Um, then you have other customers over here um, that, uh, that, you know, those things aren't important because uh, they'll, they'll make sure they have the latest OS because when they spin up a new server, it's got the latest OS. And, uh, and that stuff is like, uh, is, is not uh, something that drives the value uh, for the company thinking through those things. Um, and so like the, the first thing, uh, I think that, um, so, uh, you know, from a customer perspective, the first thing that they, they choose is the technology typically. So they, they think, where am I going to, what am I going to, where am I going to go? Right. Am I going to, am I going to choose VMware? Am I going to choose AWS? Uh, am I going to choose, um, uh, Google? Um, 
my dog has opinions if you can hear uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um, i love it <laughs> uh, uh, and 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 then uh how am i actually going to make this work uh and so some of it is well i've got all this internal knowledge around google so of course that's my my first choice and some of it is uh you know what uh uh, Google is the, the right platform, and now I need to go figure out make that work. And I think the primary thing that customers are looking for in those situations is a provider that knows uh, that knows what they're talking about, and that has the expertise and has the capabilities of extending that expertise back into the organization uh, that they have. And so that's why you know uh, on the GCP side for us, uh, you know we've got a, a role uh, called the technical account manager, which is just incredibly critical for us uh, because uh, that role uh, a uh, all of those uh, individuals that fill that role uh, come from a technology background. So we're looking for system administrators and DevOps engineers and uh, consultants and those types of things that, that have done this and breathed it and lived it. Uh, and then asking them to basically move their expertise and extend it to others uh, versus they may have operated those things themselves, but now we're asking them to move and extend it to others uh, and, and make sure that they have time to stay at the forefront and get the certifications that are needed. And you know whether it's BigQuery or... Um, Anthos or GKE and make sure that they're experts there because we know we have customers that are going to come in and start asking these questions. Anthos isn't that old, but if you come to SADA and you have an Anthos question and we fumble it around and we're not sure, man, I'm never going to use that company uh, to, to mm-hmm. get the expertise I need. And so it's critically important that you know we're not able to just help customers that maybe they have an application that's still operating in the old way, but they've got another development team that's building a new thing. Uh, that we're here for both sides of the coin uh, and we can provide value for both sides of the coin as well. And I think when you think about companies that are also a little bit more mature, the question isn't, isn't how uh, can we help them manage by sitting over here and dropping in? You know, In the old days, managed services like uh, an alert, something's failed, okay, then call the operations team. They're going to get on it. Well, now the operations mm-hmm. and the development team are the same in a lot of cases. Yeah. I mean, you can't just outsource a piece of that because the teams are the same. And so then you have to think about how do I actually extend my team to an outsider? Not how do I outsource it, but how do I extend the team? How do I extend so that the people operating here at SADA that know all this stuff about Google uh, and, 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 uh, and the technologies therein can actually just uh, not drop in or, or outsource it, but can, can help my team and push my team further and accelerate my team. Uh, and that's very much different than the old model where uh, operations could be outsourced. Uh, in the new model, operations can't be outsourced. Um, what you can do is partner uh, and you can extend uh, the team, but you can't, uh, in a lot of cases, fully outsource it. And I think that requires a different way uh, for us to think about how we actually support customers, whether that's you know through a professional services engagement or through ongoing managed services. It requires us to think about uh, to think about those things different. Or if it's just how does the TAM, uh, you know that that are our reseller customers, uh, how does that TAM operate and what value do they provide on a consistent basis for customers as well? Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, it's, it used to be in this business, the name of the game years ago was to try and steal as much work that the customer could potentially do on their own and bring it into the partner channel so you could maximize revenue. Yep. <laughs> Let's be right. clear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the idea of cloud and the idea in general of digital transformation is all about empowering and enabling corporate organizations to turn on a dime, yep. innovate, operate at the speed of thought. And a, and a big part of that is, is 
is training, is, is, is activating, uh, enabling uh, customers so that they can uh, adapt and make these changes on their own. And I think, you know, I think that's part of what you've started to build in, in the teams, which is there's an element of fulfillment, um, both proactive and reactive, but then there's also this element of, of training uh, and skill development. And yeah. you've mentioned earlier, you know, a degree of change management that we feel incumbent to, to try and help drive so that, you know, that these teams on our customer side are, are, are feeling very self-sufficient when, Absolutely. you know, each and every single quarter and year that they're with us. Right. Yeah. Um, you're relatively new to SADA. Um, you've been here, you know, four or five months. Uh, I, I know I aggressively, tried to recruit you and thanks for giving your trust in me. Um, you know, you know, at, you know, at SADA, there's lots of different functions that have to work, you know, harmoniously together, you know, in concert to create what can be the most effective customer experience. And, and I think they, they span lots of different things. Um, one of the very first things that I know you did when you came in is looked at the organization and looked at all the different components uh, of, of customer success and support. And, and you really kind of organized and reorganized them all under kind of one, one function. Um, you know, we tend to on cloud and clear be very open with how we're structured and, 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 and a lot of our competitors and partners in the ecosystem listen to this and we like that because it ends up, you know, being good for the entire, you know, market, but, uh, not holding anything back. I think it's clear and, and, and good for us to share with our listeners how, you know, what are the functions of customer success at SADA? Um, I think they're relevant, uh, for lots of different businesses, but, I know you have, you know, three or four different teams that are working together. You know, explain those teams. What do they do? How do they work together? That would be great. Yep. Yeah. So this is, you know, my role is new. Um, and so this is kind of the first time we've pulled, uh, the company's pulled all the, the pieces that happen post-sales, uh, save for professional services. Uh, so, you know, basically uh, 90% of the customer interaction post-sales uh, happens within within my team. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's professional services engagement, my team's engaged there as well. Um, but, you know, uh, and that's important because uh, all of those cogs uh, in the system need to be operating together in different ways. And, and we need to think about, you know, and how they do that so that, you know, we're not duplicating efforts or, uh, you know, we're sharing information about customers without, you know, thinking about different silos and those types of things. So, you know, that, you know, the, the primary function of the organization is to provide support um, and, mm -hmm. and handle support for uh, GCP, um, uh, uh, workspace, and then also maps as well. And so we have a frontline support uh, offering with uh, that's staffed 24-7, 15 minute SLAs uh, for priority one uh, issues that, uh, that, that will jump in and, and begin addressing. Uh, and that's staffed, um, uh, you know, with a with a group of, of folks that are that are SMEs in GCP maps or mm -hmm. uh, or within workspace as well. And so that's kind of the the front line, if you think of the front line support. And then for our workspace, kind of the uh, kind of the reactive side, right? Yeah, the, exactly. You know, so you got a question, go something's down, yeah. Uh, yeah. there's something wrong, you need help right away. 
Uh, this yeah. is like that's where uh, that organization really uh, really comes in. Uh, the next uh, the next piece is our customer success management organization, um, and so um, and so that that piece uh, is currently primarily looking at workspace customers um, and uh, helping handle renewals, helping uh, answer billing questions. Um, you know. Uh, not necessarily technical issues, but you know, handling the relationship side of it, the account management type function. That's it's not sales, right? But uh, the account management function, make sure the account is healthy and happy, and and mm-hmm. uh, and doing what we need to do to make sure that customers stay in that state. Um, we are actually in process of expanding that capability across our uh, our GCP base as well, because it, I believe it's critical for success of our customers to do that because. Um, people that are people that are really good, like uh, you know, you know, when you're with an organization that has a really good CSM, uh, because like you are yeah. well taken care of, and there's never a doubt in your mind that there's an issue, you're going to get well taken care of. Um, and so, mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's critical that we that we extend that, uh, and we're in the process of extending that across all of our Google Cloud customers. Our Google Cloud customers have another role, uh, the technical account managers, which I talked about a little bit, but think of these guys as the technical consultants. Uh, the the mainline SMEs for anything Google Cloud, like uh, there's a good chance they know it. And if they don't know it, they'll find out and make sure that uh, that either the next time you ask the question, they're experts in it uh, or make sure that there's a, someone on the line that can help you. Now, the, the idea of expanding the CSM role uh, to partner with the TAMs uh, only increases what I believe the value that we could provide to customers as well, because instead of the TAMs handling some of that relationship side, now I can have them fully dedicated to being technical, uh, right? Like yeah. uh, Tam with a capital T, uh, and uh, and really go out there and, and hunt, find technical problems, uh, issues, be proactive around those things, help solve those things, uh, and really be at the forefront of um, you know our support uh, and the value that we can really extend uh, into our Google Cloud customers, and then spreading across mm-hmm. uh, kind of the the entire account base, we have a client partner executive, um, and this role is really awesome in that uh, you know. Uh, there's only so many, call it executive sponsors that a company can have. Um, you know, there's there's you and there's Tony and uh, and other folks around, but uh, but the client partner executive really helps us fill some of that executive sponsor roles and making sure that you know think of it as a as a CSM on steroids in some uh, in some respects, and that they have a very small account base. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, they know a lot about their accounts, and so they're making sure that. That those things are executing and functioning, and that the customer is generally happy. Uh, and then we even, you know, we take that a little bit of a step further. And uh, within the CPE team, we have industry-aligned CPEs, and these are folks that have a very strong background within a specific industry, uh, in healthcare or government or um, or in our media and entertainment group. Um, and so these guys can come in and not only help make sure a customer is being treated right, but like they understand the problems that those customers have yeah. because they've lived it and they've breathed it. Uh, and with their knowledge, we can actually help create a, a better uh, value chain and a better experience uh, for customers that are sitting within one an industry that we have uh, some of that uh, CPE knowledge uh, represented them as well. Yeah. Yeah, super good. I remember, you know, I remember years ago, we got to 20 years ago when I was on the other side of the table as a customer uh, working in biotech. Um, it was hard, in truth, to connect with a, a vendor when I felt like there was no understanding of the vocabulary <laughs> and and the business. Yeah. Right? It was it was it was tough. And and I think, you know, particularly now, you know, with with cloud and and GCP, you know, you know, as we look to the variations of what workloads are being put into GCP, 
yeah, there are some commonalities that are cross industry, but so much of what is being put into the cloud and and, and migrated in and, and, and how people are, are, are innovating in the cloud, so much of that is industry specific. So mm-hmm. you've created industry teams around, you know, telecommunications, media and entertainment. You've created teams around public sector, uh, life sciences, healthcare. I know you've got others on the, the roadmap yep. for things like you know, retail or yep. whatnot. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how you know we scale that and 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 see how we can you know create that industry knowledge uh, along with the technical chops required as well underneath to make yep. it happen. Um, you know, we had you know in in a in a few cloud and clear episodes before Tony was hosting. You know the the we had Nick Meta on, who's the CEO of of Gainsight and Gainsight happens to be a, a customer of ours uh, and a partner of ours. And, and they run a, what's called a customer experience platform uh, product. And, and, and I, I enjoyed that episode because the two, you know, Tony and, and Nick were talking very much around, okay, how does a, a customer success organization scale? Uh, what's the role of the CSM? What's the role of the salesperson? What's the role of, of support, et cetera. And, you know, it, it got me thinking uh, for us and, and for any organization, you know, we have a big customer base filled with thousands of customers across industry, big, big, big enterprise customers, some medium sized, some small sized. We don't have unlimited resources, although, as I said, you're, you're hiring like mad. Um, you know, we feel like we've got to make sure that no customer is left behind. Every customer gets the support and the help that they need. But of course, it's admit you know let's admit that there are you know bigger customers that have you know you know sometimes uh, needs that require more more time and energy. Um, what do you see the future of customer success? How can we provide a degree of help, support, guidance, counsel, alerting, proactive type yeah. things uh, as we as we look to an ever-increasing customer base, both big and small, like where is it going? Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly we can't, you know, uh, I, I doubt in 2022 you'll let me hire the same number of people I'm hiring this year. So, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> or right. maybe not the same percentage increase, I guess you could say. So, um, uh, yeah, so well, I it mean. Depends on, it depends on what you do with the hires this year. Maybe <laughs> maybe you, you never know. That's maybe right. it'll be great. Uh, yeah. I mean, clearly you have to scale, right? And I think, you know, part of our, our hiring spree is uh, making sure, you know, <clears throat> there's uh, you have to get to the right, uh, the right scale uh, in the moment in order to continue to scale, if that makes sense. Like if you, if you have mm-hmm. everyone heads down, like a customer success organization that doesn't have time to think other than like, what's the next fire? What's the next thing I got to go put out? Uh, it's, it's very hard for the, for, for you to have them take a step back and say, how can I actually do these things more efficiently? Uh, cause that's not, that's not their mind frame, right? Like their, their mindset right. is like, uh, you know, there's, there's more stuff in the queue. I got to go get the next thing. And, um, and when that happens, uh, you know, your, uh, your capability of being proactive, uh, begins to, to wane as well. And so, uh, you have to have the right, you know, balance of some free time, some thinking time some training time, all of that stuff in order for the customer success organization to improve uh, as as you move forward. And so, you know, I think uh, a key piece of that is making sure that you're applying the right resources to the right spots, uh, that you're finding ways, you know, to be proactive uh, for customers. You know, um, if there's uh, if there's a change in behavior 
on behalf of a customer. Like I, I want my team to to know about it and understand it uh, so that we can react to it. Um, mm-hmm. And that that creates time and cycles uh, that are that are required to go do that. Maybe they they knew about it already, or maybe the customer made these changes, you know, without uh, without us understanding it. And so we need to go figure it out and figure out how we can actually help them uh, do those things as well. And so there's a uh, there's a need from a, a process and scaling and automation perspective that that needs to be built in there as well. Um, but to get there, you know, my my fundamental belief is that you have to be in a good s- spot to start and then build mm-hmm. off uh, to build off there. And, you know, I think there's a great foundation at SADA not being here for for a super long time. There's a great foundation to build off of, um, you know, that's uh, it's uh, extremely customer centric in, in the way that we think and do things and, and the way that we operate. Um, and uh, and I think that creates uh, the capability to have that platform to scale, uh, to find ways to automate, to make sure that we're, you know, if you think of us parachuting in, that we're not just parachuting in when there's a fire, but um, you know we're we're making sure that we're going there to to prevent the next fire from happening. And once you start that cycle, like uh, okay, there's an issue, or I've identified an area where there could be a, a problem, and you actually address it, so either it doesn't happen again or it never happens, uh, then you start getting more scale as well. Instead of like uh, okay, uh, you know every time this this alert happens, I got to go in here and do these ten things, and then three days later the alert happens again, we go in and do the ten things again, like that that can't happen. Like we have to be, we have to find ways to, uh, to scale, uh, to prevent problems, uh, to remediate them so they don't repeat. Um, so that, uh, so that, you know, in essence, uh, we can get, uh, we can provide that value to customers. And I, I want, you know, our quarterly business reviews to say, you know, you didn't have any problems this last quarter. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're talking yeah. about, you know, what we're going to do the next quarter or, or how to plan for this thing that you're doing. And we're not spending time talking about how we could have prevented, X, Y, or Z from happening. And, uh, mm. you know, that's a, I think for any customer success organization, that's a, a lofty goal to get to. Um, but I think, you know, especially in our area where like these are biz- business critical applications uh, like uh, that, that we're hosting for customers. Like if, if they go down, revenue is impacted. Uh, and so yeah. it is critically important for us to be there to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredibly important. Um, you know, it's, one of the one of the great things about the the subscription world the cloud world is that you know the success of our customers is you know equals in in many respects the success that we have and and so the um nothing is is more aligned than you know keeping customers happy um our customers have choices right and and they as they rightly should uh, can uh, you know choose to leave SADA at any time, and and that's a that's a choice that uh, that they should have, and and it's great that they can make that choice very easily and freely because uh, it's a call to action for us to make sure that we're doing everything and yeah. anything that we can to show uh, immense value. And, and you cannot show value unless you have a kind of an intimate connection with, with our customers on a level that, you know, shows a, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, of knowledge uh, about them. And I know uh, you've recently in the first you know, month or two, your teams have, you know, deployed 
you know, new voice of the customer listening campaigns to assess how they're doing. You're working on iterations of that to, to kind of detect and, and be a little bit more proactive as to, to, to maybe, you know, go after, you know, uh, uh, customers and, and identify areas where optimization can be made so that we can kind of get ahead of issues before yeah. they become issues. Uh, those are all going to be the secrets to, um, you know, continued, uh, you know, strength and, and connections with our customer. And so, John, I, uh, I, uh, I knew I was pretty uh, uh, aggressive in trying to, to, to pull you over to SADA. Um, and uh, I, uh, I appreciate you taking my calls and eventually taking the leap. Yep. Uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, you um, already have, have made a big impact. And, and, I, and I like how, in addition to you organizing the teams as you have, uh, you've also been spending a lot of time with Google trying to understand their post-sale customer care framework and making sure that the plans that we're implementing are integrated with theirs. Um, I look forward to seeing uh, all the things that you and your team are going to be able to accomplish. I, I have all the confidence in the world that in the end, um, our customers are going to be what, you know, are the ones that are going to be winning in this whole endeavor. Um, uh, any final words of thoughts in terms of what 2021 is looking like for you and your team and Orsada? Uh, hectic, crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I would have it no other way. So uh, um, I, idleness is, is not necessary. is not a good thing uh, in this industry or this world. The Google Cloud Platform and Workspace, um, you know, they're, they've got the opportunity here, I think, this year uh, to really prove the market as a whole, just how serious of players. I think, you know, over the last couple of years, it's, it's really shown it's only getting started. And so, you know, one of the things that attracted me to this role, uh, beyond just your, your, uh, heavy handed recruiting, uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> was the opportunity to come work in the, the Google ecosystem. Cause I think, um, you know, the, the technology and the platform, uh, and the things that, uh, that Google are, are doing is, um, is doing is, uh, is, is going to set the pace in a lot of ways um, uh, for the, the market as a whole. And so, uh, so that, that just makes me super excited. And of course, um, you know, the, the, the opportunity to be, uh, to be around that ecosystem and being part of it uh, and latching onto the rocket ship um, that SADA has had the opportunity to do and continues, I think is going to be, uh, um, it's going to be fun. That's, that's the way to do it. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast. That's right. It's going to be a blast. Well, Mr. Campbell, thank you, my man. Absolutely, thank, thank you very much. I'm, I'm, uh, don't take offense to this, but uh, you know, I'm glad that your face was not pretty enough for TV. <laughs> it was a younger face <laughs> in that time too. So okay, good, 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 good. It's and clean. You're much clean better. Shaven. You're much better. You're much better suited in podcasts working in the technology field. <laughs> got a face for you're, podcasting. You got a you got a face you got a face <laughs> for podcasts. All right, buddy. Well, thank cool. you, thanks, uh, and thanks, uh, thanks again for all your hard work and. Uh, uh, thanks to the listeners for joining in and listening to John talk a little bit about the future of uh, customer success here at Sodom. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.